Hello, welcome to Stump, Death and Taxes. This is Meep, also known as Mary Pat Campbell. And for this All Saints Day, and if you're a fellow Catholic, remember it's a holy day of obligation. Gotta get yourself to Mass. I'm going to be talking death, of course, and of course tomorrow is All Souls Day. So pray for those souls in purgatory, my people. Uh, I'm going to be talking about a report I recently wrote for the Society of Actuaries. Looks like their website is down for maintenance right now. Um, but of course, since I wrote the report, I still have a copy of it. Um, the link will work. Eventually, I might have to update the link if they move it around, which is okay. Um, but I still have the results. And of course, I've been blogging about mortality trends in the U.S. Well, going back several years, frankly. But what everybody's interested in are the latest stats. So my most recent report, and this is for the Society of Actuaries, is a very high level uh, based on the 2021 provisional U.S. mortality. This is at a very high level uh, just for the entire country, then broken out by sex, and then for age groups. I'm just going to talk about some very high-level observations. We're trying to make it accessible, not a very long report, not terribly detailed, just the highest level results. Uh, we're waiting for the statistics for the finalized data to come out from the CDC. It does take time to get everything cleaned up. Now, the results for the full year is not going to be different, very different, not at least for this level of detail. Uh, what they have to do for the finalized, they have to get it all cleaned up for cause of death and that kind of thing. Some of that stuff especially for the very fiddly details, will likely change. But, you know, the results by sex, the results by these broad age groups are unlikely to change. Um, and definitely not to the level of detail I did it, which was like to one decimal point. Um, so that's not going to be very different. So let me actually just start in on this. For the executive summary, I had four major bullet points. And basically... Uh, there were some major points I wanted to make. First off, I wanted to talk about the three major metrics we use for measuring mortality experience. The one that is simplest to explain is crude death rate, and that is a number of people who died divided by the number of people in the population. Now, you can do it for subpopulations, obviously, um, but that's the simplest one to understand. Obviously, that can be biased because that can, you know, if you have older people versus younger people. So we have another metric called the age-adjusted death rate. Uh, so that's another rate. Um, so that's one I like to use the most often because I can make certain comparisons about it going up and down at certain percentages. And then the third metric, and this is the one the media likes, and I'll get to that in a moment, is the period life expectancy. So based on all three of these metrics, 2021 was worse than 2020 for the U.S. mortality experience. And as I said, we knew this already, especially due to the Delta slash Omicron wave of COVID in the fall and into the winter of 2021 that was shading into 2022. 
So the crude death rate, so this was my second bullet. The first bullet is that mortality was worse. There you go. Second bullet is, okay, well, by how much? So let me go down. So the sub-bullets of the second bullet, and I'm going to stop doing that. So the second main point is the crude death rate increased 2.4% in 2021. The age-adjusted death rate increased 2.8%. Now, those two are very similar. They're not that different. And then the period life expectancy decreased 0.9 years in 2021. Now, in this report, I don't break it out by cause of death, but obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, that's kind of dismissive. Um, I will just let you know, most of this is coming from the effects of COVID, of uh, this continuing increase. There were non-COVID causes of death that also contributed to this increase, but most of it did come from COVID. Okay, my third bullet point has to do with different experiences by sex. So that's male and female. Males had a 3.5% increase in age-adjusted death rate in 2021, and females had a 1.8% increase. And this is already when there is a sex gap in mortality rates. So uh, basically, age-adjusted death rate for males are higher than females, and I forget, I think it's 40% higher. I'll get to that part when I get to it, um, but that the male death rate increased more than female actually is a little historically unusual for recent history. And that was the third major bullet point. And then the fourth bullet point is when I broke it out by age groups. So to do the analysis, I basically came up not with the seven ages of man like Shakespeare, but four, infant mortality, youth, so kind of children, but, you know, not quite the same age as you would think of, uh, one to essentially 14 years old, then working age, and then retirement age. Um, actually, I might have gotten the youth wrong. So infant youth, working age, and retirement age. So by age groups, the worst relative experience for going to from 2019, so pre-pandemic to 2021, was for those in the working ages. And the age groups I sliced them up by were the standard 10-year age groups. So the age 35 to 44-year-old age group had a cumulative 49% increase in their death rate over the period from 2019 to 2021. For adults in the retirement age group, they had a less relative increase in mortality. Of course, more of them died because they're older. But when we're talking about the change in their death rates, I know, change in rates, with the age 65 to 74 group had the greatest cumulative effect in the retirement age group. They had a 26% increase in their death rates from 2019 to 2021. And then for children under the age of 15, they really didn't have much in the way of mortality increases over the period from 2019 to 2021. Those in the age 5 to 14 group had only a 9% cumulative increase from 2019 to 2021. So I'm not going to go into all the detail. I'll provide the link or, you know, when the SOA website is back up, I will provide the link. Um, the first section, I went into what are the different mortality metrics. So we have crude death rates, 
and age-adjusted death rates. Now, this is an audio-only podcast, so I can't show you, excuse me, I cannot show you the graph. Now, I can put it in the Substack post that I will put with the podcast, and, um, you know, so you can come to the Substack post, but I'm going to do something I haven't done in a while. I used to volunteer with a nonprofit organization that used to be called Recording for the Blind and Dyslexic. Before that, it was Reading for the Blind and Dyslexic. Currently, it's called Learning Ally. And they, yes, they keep changing the name. Well, the technology keeps changing. When this first started out um, in the wake of World War II and the GI Bill, and somebody was concerned that blind service members would not be able to take advantage of the GI Bill. Um, they, I think it was somebody at Columbia University set this up because it started in New York City. They recorded textbooks onto records. And then, of course, it became cassette tapes. And they were turning over to digital while I was recording with them. And I think they've gone mostly online, but not everything needs to be recorded now because there are a lot of things that do uh, the text to computer voice automatically. So, you know, what do you need humans for to do? Well, one of the things you need humans to do is interpret graphs. The computer, you know, taking a graph and extracting meaning from it in a way that the, you know, people who cannot see um, and interpret it for them. Well, you know, that's kind of difficult. You still need humans to do that. So I'm about to do that for this one figure. Figure number one, titled U.S. Death Rate Trends 1999 to 2021, and that's provisional for 2021. The vertical scale goes from 0 to 1,200, so 1,200, and this is in units rate per 100,000. That's the vertical scale. The horizontal scale, of course, runs from 1999 to 2021, and 2021 is marked provisional. So those are the axes. There are two lines on this graph. There is a dark blue line that is labeled crude rate, and there is a lighter blue line that is labeled age-adjusted rate. Now, the shape of the two lines, crude rate and age-adjusted rate, are similar, but their trends are slightly different. So the crude rate line starts at about, and I'm eyeballing this, and I'm not going to eyeball this because I know the numbers are on the next page on a table. So the crude rate starts out near eight, 860. Okay, so it starts out about 860, and it kind of decreases for a while at a gentle slope. You know, it's a little wiggly, but... It decreases until about, you know, 2009, 2009 or 2010, at which point, this is the dark blue crude rate line, at which point it turns around and starts to increase at a gentle slope up until uh, the year 2019. In the year 2019, it's at about 870. So again, remember, it starts at about 860 in 1999. It slowly decreases about to 800 
in the year 2009 and 2010, they're at about 800. And then it turns around and starts increasing again until it gets to 870 in 2019. Okay. Then it increases. Oh, and I just noticed something interesting. And then it sharply increases in the year 2020 to about 1030 in 2020. So that's a sharp increase from the crude rate line. And then it increases again in 2021 to 1050, so 1050 for the crude rate line. But that's a slighter slope. So that's the crude rate line. It's above the age-adjusted rate line for most of it. The age-adjusted rate line from 1999 to 2019 mostly just decreases the entire time. It's not totally a straight decrease, but it's mostly a decrease. It starts at about 875 in 1999 and decreases, decreases, decreases most of the way down to, in 2019, uh, 715 in 2019. So it's it crosses over around the year 2005. Um, and then, of course, in 2020, it goes sharply up to about 835. So that's at about the same level as in 2003. And then it goes up again in 2021 to about 860. And so it's at about where it started. It's about where it was in 2001. So those are the two lines. And, you know, maybe you have a picture in your mind. Um, that's a fairly simple graph with two lines on it. Um, but the concept here is this. Crude rate has two things going into it. You've, you're capturing the mortality trend, but also there's the aspect of the aging of the population, and that's why the crude rate started going up around 2010, and it has to do with the baby boomers aging. The age-adjusted rate, because you keep adjusting, it's basically a um, you take the population, you bend it up into the different age groups, and then to standardize the distribution of ages for each age bucket, you have a standard weight to get the population distribution by age to a standard distribution. And we use uh, standard weights based on the year 2000 population. Uh, the CDC changes the weights about every 30 years. So there used to be a 1970 population weight for the age adjusted rate. And then before that, there was a 1941. Um, 1940 distribution that was used. So I'm expecting that there will be new weights for 2030. In any case, the, that's what was happening with the trend. So 2021 was higher in mortality than 2020, but it was just a little bit of an increase over what was happening in 2020. On uh, the next page was table one, which is basically the numbers that you see in the graph, but also I gave the year-over-year -year percentage change for both the crude rate and the age-adjusted rate with some formatting so it pops out when the rates were increasing. And then you get to see that the age-adjusted rate actually increased a few years before the pandemic. In 2005, 
in 2015 and 2017. And I happen to know in 2015 and 2017 that it was primarily drug overdoses that influenced uh, those increases those years, though there were a few other causes of death that also influenced that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move on to the period life expectancy and basically say I don't want to talk about that. Uh, it is a metric that the media like to report on because years and people think they understand what life expectancy means. And they do. They do understand life expectancy uh, when it is cohort life expectancy, which is based on the year you were born. But that's not what the CDC releases. Period life expectancy is a metric which takes one year's worth of the mortality rates and pretends as if a person saw that through their entire life. It is an artificial construct. It can be used to compare mortality experience between different populations. That said, it is difficult to interpret other than it was higher or it was lower. You can't do, oh, it's 5% higher or 5% lower. Uh, having the it be 0.9 years lower doesn't mean much. So when we look at figure two, and I'm not going to describe this graph, all I'm going to do is give you two points on it. Uh, the period life expectancy in 2021 was about the same period life expectancy as in 2002. Does that mean people in 2002 were living the same length as people in 2021? No, that's not what it means. It doesn't mean anything like that. Um, that's why, this is why it's kind of a useless metric. Um, you can have an entirely different, different distribution of when people are dying, actually dying. Uh, the distributions are very different because you had a different population, you know, distribution of ages of the population. So you can't go by that. You had different mortality tables, more or less. And if COVID goes away, and we definitely have fewer COVID deaths in 2022 compared to 2021, well, then you're going to see the life expectancy, period life expectancy bounce back up. Well, I'm not doing 2022 yet because I don't have enough data yet on that. So it's difficult to interpret. I really can't do much with it. So the rest of the paper, I just used death rates, whether it's the crude rate when I have to or age adjusted uh, rate when I am able to. So section two is where I get into the demographic differences, whether it's by sex or by age group. When we look at the age adjusted death rates by sex, there is a very clear gap between male and female death rates. And this is age adjusted death rates. Now, I did not do the combo of sex and age, though I could have done that. There is a noticeable gap between the sexes in terms of mortality rate at every age. Um, and I didn't do it by race and ethnicity either. The sex gap is larger <laughs> than that. So this is just so that you know. The lines are somewhat in parallel, but not exactly. If you go to table three in my paper, in most years, 
the male adjusted males, not male adjusted, male age adjusted death rate is higher every year compared to female. That is true. Uh, but it tended to decrease more so that the male death rates were, you know, going down faster than the female age adjusted death rates. And they had a higher number to go from. I didn't put this in the table, but I noted in the text, if you do a ratio of the male to female death rates, that ratio has varied over the period. It started at 1.45 in 1999. Okay, so the male rate is 45% higher than the female rate. And it reached a low of 1.38, 2011 to 2012. So this gives you an idea of the gap in mortality between the sexes that males have a mortality rate, a death rate that is about 40% higher. And yes, you can do it age to age. So this is like looking at it at a very high level and it does differ a lot by age group. And I'm not going to get into when the gap is biggest. And I know when the gap is biggest. I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it a different time. Okay. And it, it, it does relate to the different causes of death. It actually narrows as um, men and women get older. Okay. I do a table, table four, where I have my different age groups. Um, and I do block them up. So less than one year, that's my infants. And I keep them separate from the other children because uh, I need to keep the the graphs readable. I want to have them on a reasonable scale. And that's why I broke them up into infant, youth, working age, and retirement age. I wanted to keep the age group such that you could see the lines that I have on scales that you didn't have one that was way higher than another one. And that's why I made the choices I did. <laughs> so for infants, like you can't even tell a pandemic occurred um, the crude rates just keep going down and ta-da, that's it. Um, <laughs> there's barely, yeah, the mortality rates went up a little bit in 2021, but like, again, you can't tell a pandemic occurred. For youth, so one age one to four, five to 14, and then I also included age 15 to 24 in this group. Um, for ages one to four and five to 14, again, there was some increase in mortality, but you can barely see it. Uh, the real movement is in the age 15 to 24 year old group. They saw an increase, 21% increase in death rates from 2019 to 2021. So that is a large increase not going to deny that said when we get to the older adult age groups <laughs> sorry you know the um i'm sorry the 29% increase in rate from 2019 to 2021 
from 2019 to 2021 for 15 to 24 year olds. So 29% increase is substantial, not going to deny it. It, it is a large increase for that group, but there were larger increases for older adults. Uh, for the working age groups, I had that for ages 25 through 64. And you really have to dig into it. Um, you can't just eyeball these by slope. You have to actually calculate, you know, what is the increase. And the worst increase was for age 35 to 44-year-olds. They had the worst relative increase to their, quote, base in 2019. They had almost 50%. It was a 49% increase in their death rate from 2019 to 2021. And then when we get to the retirement age group, now there's some weird, yeah, there's some weird stuff going on here for age 65 to 74. And again, I split this out. And if you look at the vertical scale of the graph, uh, where we had, if you remember before, the graph went from zero to 1,200 and the rate is per 100,000. So 1,200 per 100,000 is 1.2%, okay? Well, when we look at the retirement age groups, my graph goes from zero up to 18,000. Now, the line's not up at 18,000, but my top line, which is for the 85 and older age group, it starts out near 16,000. That's 16%, 16% chance per year mortality. And that was in 1999. And it actually, it's improved pretty well since 1999, coming down from that 16% to below 14%. So getting close to 13%, maybe. Um, that was in 2019. Of course, it came up sharply, but not all the way back up to that 16% in 2020. So that's actually not so bad. What was interesting in 2021, the 85 and older group, the mortality rate actually went down compared to 2020. It still was above 2019, but it came down. So that's an interesting thing for us to look into. It will be, people will be teasing apart these mortality trends of 2020 and especially 2021 for many years to come. Many of us have been discussing as actuaries when we're trying to trend things forward and pulling out trends of various sorts. There's all sorts of causes of death in here. Even if COVID goes away, there are other things going on. Um, we're talking about, you know, cancer screenings getting missed. Well, how will that have an effect on long-term cancer deaths, for example? And, you know, I, I'm very popular this time of year. Memento Mori, remember you will die eventually. Um, that something's going to get you eventually. Uh, how has all of this disruption, what will this lead to? You know, we're thinking through this. This paper itself is not very long. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make it very accessible to non-experts, though this is from the Society of Actuaries. I'm still keeping in mind 
an audience for actuaries where, and this is partly why I split it up into youth, working age, and retirement age as well, different kinds of insurance. Retirement age, so over age 65, some of the things we have in mind, long-term care, uh, disability. I mean, that's also working age. So working age, I'm thinking group life insurance, um, other employee benefits that are in the working age group. Youth, uh, so different aspects of childhood mortality. So yes, this is general population mortality. This is not insured mortality. The Society of Actuaries has other reports on insured mortality so that they're already covered by individual life insurance or group life insurance. And I believe they have some experience studies on potentially, um, I thought I saw something on long-term care. Uh, there are other types of insurance where mortality has an effect on the financial performance for the insurers. And obviously, you know, actuaries work for insurance companies and they are interested in this sort of thing. That said, I do know there are non-actuarial audiences that are interested in this information. So I tried to keep jargon out of these papers as much as possible or to the extent I had to use jargon that I explained it as clearly as I could without taking too much time. I hope I succeeded. You know how to catch me <laughs> if I didn't. Uh, marypat.campbell at gmail.com. I'm easy to find. If that doesn't, if you forget that, you can search for me, Mary Pat Campbell Actuary. That will find me. There's the actuarial directory. I mean, search online. I've been online for decades. There are other Mary Pat Campbells, but I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who's the actuary. You can find me. I try to make it easy to find me. Um, and my Gmail is the best way to find me or on LinkedIn. People will message me on LinkedIn. That's another way to get me. So I hope you found that interesting. Maybe there will be more reports to come. We will see. Um, it was very interesting, you know, trying to do this in a way different from how I do it on the blog. So more data is coming out all the time and keeps slicing and dicing it. So hope you enjoyed that and talk to y'all later.